and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. In your opinion, of course. In our opinion, of course. I'm Brad. I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team. And we're fortunate enough today to have Chris the pharmacist with us. Hey, guys. And today what we're going to cover is statins for high cholesterol, uh, which helps prevent strokes, heart attacks, and we're going to go into the side effects and the safe use of these uh, drugs. It's very common, uh, including, let me get the pronunciation of sure. this. Atorvastin. Atorvastatin. See? Atorvastatin. Atorvastatins. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he did a nice job with pronouncing it. Uh, so this video is going to give you all the information about statins, uh, things that if you're starting them or if someone, your loved one is starting one, you want all the information you can that maybe you forgot to ask the doctor or the pharmacist or you just didn't have enough time because mm -hmm. life is busy. This will fill you in. Yep, we're going to do our best on that one. All right. So statins for high cholesterol. What are we talking about and what are these drugs doing for us? Well, I mean, a statin, basically, you know, people come into a doctor and whether they've had a heart attack, a stroke, or maybe they've just had some routine lab work and all of a sudden it's, and they've seen repeated lab work where the cholesterol levels started creeping up. So that's, they get the blood sample yep. and they measure your LDLs and... Yeah, they do a whole lipid panel. So you're going to see your LDL, your HDL, your probably your apolipoprotein A, your triglycerides. They're going to look at... And the doctor looks at... So oh, very scientifically. And decides whether or not you're a candidate for... Drug A, B, or C. Right. Yep. So, so statins is actually a, a broad clat. term for how many drugs fit under... Yeah, this. I mean, there's several. I mean, you're going to have... The very first one that came out was Lovastatin. So, and then they had Simvastatin, which was both made by Merck Pharmaceuticals. And then uh, Torvastatin hit the market. And that's the largest in the last 25 years. I mean, I think that's the largest selling drug of, of the last 25 years is a Torvastatin. In the States? United uh, States or worldwide? As far as I know, United States. Okay. So it's like 94 billion in sales. Wow. That's a lot. So that's all people being treated for cholesterol issues. Yes. Which then creates problems with your vessels, your heart. Well, it's your... going to protect them. It's cardioprotective. So, I mean, basically it's an insurance policy to protect you against stroke or heart attack. Yeah, so like your your arteries don't clog up. Exactly. And I mean, some people, just to make it overly simply, it's, it's not like taking Drano, but it's going to help to keep your arteries clear. I mean, sure. it works on a variety of different things. And we'll pick on a Torvastatin first because it's, I would say it's probably the most versatile. Resuvastatin, Crestor, is it's probably the most potent. But a Torvastatin, not only does it lower the cholesterol well. So this is a specific drug that a doctor may prescribe yeah. to a They're going to make some very specific choices as to what they need done. Because not only do statins help to reduce cholesterol, but they also are naturally anti-inflammatory, which is one of the added benefits of it for why it helps to keep those arteries clear. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say it's a bad case of scenario where you had a heart attack or a stroke. Um, and you were in the ER, you know, they're going to probably pop you on a high dose statin because they want to maximize the anti-inflammatory effects of sure. it. And more importantly, the lipid profile aspects of it to try and make sure that we don't have this event occur again. Sure. So it's a very touchy time for patients when they're in a, a crisis situation. As we all know, you know, heart disease is the number one killer for all of us. And so when we use drugs like statins or a torvastatin in this particular case, 
we want to do that to keep them alive and keep them well. I mean, these are pretty much, unless we have better science, these are drugs that we typically replace on them, probably rest of your life kind of things. So I'm, I don't want to interrupt, but I do because sure. I'm thinking, well, if this is a problem with the arteries being clogged, isn't that very directed to our diet and can't diet changes? Dietary changes are going to be absolutely massive in this whole healing effort. Um, and even let's say you're just a patient that got, you know, just your doctor saw a trend that your triglycerides and cholesterol were raising over time, or you were the acute patient that had the heart attack or a stroke. Sure. Statins are going to be part of that mix. But more importantly than any drug we could put in your body, the foundation of health is going to be eating well and exercising. So at some point, there's going to be, a, if you're a heart attack or a stroke victim, there's going to be a cardiac rehab portion of that equation sure. to teach you to get into better lifestyle habits to stay healthy. But most importantly is nutrition. Um, but the problem with cholesterol is it's a genetic problem. You can drink cholesterol by the gallon. It's a big fat, greasy molecule that you don't generally absorb too much. So sure. your body's making too much cholesterol in most cases. Mm -hmm. And so statins block at an enzyme, uh, HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor. That's what they are. That's what statins... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's a mouthful. <laughs> but that blocks that particular enzyme. And there's a big series of steps that that go on to make cholesterol, but it blocks it at that point. And that's why it helps to keep those arteries and vessels clear of cholesterol and plaque. And so what we want to do, and, and all these statins to one varying degree or other, not only do they help to lower your cholesterol, but they generally bring up your HDL, your good, your high density mm -hmm. lipoprotein, which is your good cholesterol. And they So want if you have this, either you've had a stroke or a heart attack, you survived, you're going to probably be on, you know, on this uh, medication. Or you see that rise, and it's a preventative thing, so you Correct. don't have a heart attack. Or a exactly. We're it's like buying car insurance. Sure. You hope you don't have the accident. Right, exactly. So you're going to change your diet. You're going to get more exercise, and the doctor's probably going to suggest this as well. Yes. And so, so I'm the kind of person, and there might be other people like this. That say, there's a lot. I don't want to take these meds. Maybe I can just do it, exercise, and diet. So... And if is you're, that, is if, that a possibility or is it, that? It is a possibility. And if your doctor, let's say you're the patient that your doctor follows every year and you go in and like you're a good faithful patient and they keep looking at your blood work and let's say they see it creeping up and up and it might be the time to say, okay, Brad, I, I see that your cholesterol levels are now, you know, the medium 200s. You're like sitting around 250. I think it's about time we start to make a change sure. so we can lower your risk for cardiovascular events. Sure. And so, well, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I just, I've gotten off my exercise program and I, you know, I've been probably eating out a little bit more than I should. Sure. Well, so you can definitely make the, I'm going to, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to start walking. I'm going to start running. I'm going to start biking. I'm going to do more yard work. I'm going to, you know, you, do, you, you have to find a reason to be more active. Swim. Sure. It doesn't matter. You need to do something. You got to move that body and you want to move for at least 30 minutes a day, at least five days of the week. So you're talking okay. about 150 minutes a week. You want to dedicate to that, but you still have to put the right food in the, in the machine too, to make sure that we're not overly doing sure. it. So, and your doctor say, okay, I, I agree with your plan, Brad. I like your idea. Mm -hmm. We're going to try and do these lifestyle changes and dietary changes. We'll revisit this test in about six months and then they'll Come in, reach out, and if you see the trend going in the right direction, God love you. Yep. We're going to keep you off a drug. Sure. But not a lot of us get that lucky, and there's a genetic 
disposition to kicking out too much cholesterol and particularly the LDL and, and maybe our HDL isn't as high as we need it to be because sure. that's kind of your scrubber. That's the one that kind of helps to keep plaque from building up. Yeah. yeah so yeah. these drugs uh, in particular actually raise your HDL that helps as another protective effect besides the anti-inflammatory sure. effects. So there's a lot of good things that happen with this for patients and so that's important to realize. Um, and so if, if you're resistant to wanting to take medication. A lot of people go, gosh, statins. You know, I've heard so many negative things about statins. You know, the incidence of side effects on statins for the most part is about 1%. So okay. 99 people tolerate these drugs unbelievably well. One person has a problem when we're talking about 100 people. And so those side effects can range from a variety of different things. We have to, you know, doctors are watching for these very closely. They're watching your liver function. Okay. In three months, they're going to take a blood test to see that it's making sure it's doing its job and making okay. sure your body is processing it properly. Yep. Uh, they're going to be looking at your renal functioning because let's say you're somebody on the, you know, somebody's got some kidney problems or something or there's a genetic issue or a variety of different and reasons. That's just a, a blood test. It's too? just yeah, blood test. So yeah. they'll they'll take care of all those things. Your doctor is doing all this, all the things that they don't tell you about. So sure. they're doing lab work, and a lot of times now, you know, you have a smartphone, you can see all your lab work. Right. It's pretty slick. So it's it's nice to be informed. And I really would tell you to get informed about your numbers because that's something that you and your doctor can work with to make informed choices to see what the best course is for you. Because not all statins are created equal. I and mean, we picked on a torvastatin because it's probably the most versatile of the bunch. But let's say you need you know, a little bit more HDL developed, well, maybe resuvastatin is a better choice. And let's see, here's here's one of the reasons we're going to talk about is grapefruit. Yeah, my favorite fruit. Yep. I am convinced. I don't care what the research says. I don't know if there is any, but I know I, be, I eat grapefruit every day from when November until April and during the season. Yep. I've been doing it for about almost 10 years. And since I've been doing that, I have never had a cold. I start one like I used to, scratchy throat, blah, blah, blah. But it never gets bad. And yeah. I don't know if it's because of the grapefruit, but I'm thinking I want to continue it. I love it. I think it's good for me. You know, I'm not going to stop just because a doctor says I need statins. <laughs> and you know what? That's that's okay because actually with grapefruit, I mean, there's really three statins we'd tell you to avoid it with. It'd be lovastatin, atorvastatin, or simvastatin. All the other statins, so fluvastatin, so resuvastatin, pravastatin. And enjoy my grapefruit. Yes. Okay. So that's not off the table for people. And actually, even some physicians and some studies support that even it's the timing of eating grapefruit with your statin. Oh. I would tell you that the reason that we are so concerned about the interaction with grapefruit with statins is it can increase your risk for muscle problems, myopathies. Specific so that's muscle pain? Muscle pain and weakness. Yeah. And so uh, the worst case, you know, rhabdomyolysis is the worst case scenario. And that's that can actually even be fatal. Um, I have... So that that's a side effect or possible it, it can be effect? a possible side effect of combining statins with grapefruit oh, or I even see. statins in and of themselves can cause it in very rare circumstances yeah. but it's a big deal because okay. basically what it causes is it causes programmed muscle cell death really? and basically what happens is those muscle cells die off and then they kind of ooze into your body and then you're has to get metabolized out so it goes through your kidney and can cause acute renal failure. Oh. So it's a big deal. It's yeah. a, like I said, it's very rare, but when when you come to your doctor, your pharmacist and say, "Hey, and watch out for unusual muscle pains or weakness." It's not common, but you know, it's one thing it's it's one thing to be a little sit for store if you're like raking your 
leaves or you're shoveling your driveway and you'll have some muscle pain sure. because maybe you haven't done that motion for a while. Right. And so it's okay to be a little, but this kind of comes out of left field and you're kind of saying, man, I'm just achy and, and weak. I don't understand what's going on. And that's a time when you really want to talk to your doctor. They're going to take a quick blood test and make mm -hmm. sure it's not overworking the liver. Okay. And that doesn't mean that you heard me say that these are kind of rest of your life alternatives. Sure. Um, there are things that you can take besides that if you can't tolerate statins, yeah. but for the most part, usually just switching the statin from a different form to a different one from because they have different metabolic pathways in sure. your liver. So, and that's why grapefruit is uh, tolerable with some, but not others. Okay. And so we want to make sure that, and, and your doctor is acutely looking for these things, but it's, this is the time to not, you know, I'm going to just man up and take this. I'm, I'll be better in a couple of days. I mean, if it's not getting better, you're feeling like this is progressively getting worse and you're going to know you, you really want to speak up. So sure. don't be shy in this particular case. Talk to your doctor, rare, but serious. Yeah. So that's, yeah. it's, it's a big deal. But the reality of it is, is that when we're going to try and, and take care of our hearts, I mean, it, it starts with the foundation, you know, sleep, exercise, and diet. Those yeah. are our three pillars that we always talk about sure. as far as that. So you want to make sure you're getting your rest because that's recovery. You and you want to make sure that you're eating well. So, I mean, even if you have to take these stands, even if you've had a heart attack, even if you had a stroke, we need to find ways to do these things if our bodies and do whatever things our bodies will allow you to sure. be able to do okay. so that we can live the best way we can. And and did we talk about how many people in the United States are on statins or oh, roughly? Is it, there do you are, have any stats on that? Yeah, I, I actually don't have a straight stat, but it's it's millions of patients are taking these things. Sure. I mean, atorvastatin is by far and away the number one statin that's being prescribed. Resuvastatin is used quite regularly. Um, Typically, what I, I mean, is he more in the... 50s, 60s, yeah. 70s. You know, age. you'll see it as young as even in the 30s if there's a genetic predisposition towards cardiovascular disease. Okay. So you'll see people, if, if you have heart disease in your family and your doctor, and the, and the doctors are excellent at screening for this now. I mean, they look at everything. You would, you know, when you go in for a physical these days, I mean, they usually have you fill out a 10 takes a 10 minutes to fill it out. Sure. And they look at that very critically before you even walk into the room to see what your cardiovascular risk assessment is. Yep. They actually do that at a younger age now, and they're finding that they're getting some excellent results by either starting early statin therapy or even just talking about, hey, you got to get a better lifestyle. We need you sure. exercising more. We need you eating better. Right. If you want right. to stay off these drugs, we need to start there. That's your foundation. Sure. So that, that's critical because we, we hopefully can keep you off of the medications, but sometimes we can't. Sure. And, and so if we can't, we're going to try and make sure that you get the best choice. And, and the big thing is don't be shy, guys. Talk to your doctors. Have a good open dialogue. Your doctor just wants to help. I mean, yep. they're, they're there for you to help you yeah. live a better life. You know, they're not just trying to collect a paycheck. They're they're beyond that. They're right. they're doing it for you. Sure. And so, but you know, sometimes things don't work out of the gates. So that conversation is absolutely critical yep. to live you know, so you can live the best way that you possibly right. can. Yeah, and that's the other thing. With the information in this video may give you information to come up with good questions that are direct to the point and help you know make it more efficient. Because yeah. obviously the doctors don't have Unfortunately, a lot of time to They're, be with each patient. They don't. And I, I, I guarantee every doctor on the planet would tell you, yeah, I wish I could spend way more time with my patients. Yeah. But it's their, right. just their, their job, their drive, the things that are driving the bus for them in their world right. are forcing them to try and make the best possible right. decisions and oftentimes 15 to 30 minutes. Right. And right. sometimes that's hard. There's a lot to talk about, especially if you've come in for your first visit post-heart attack or post-stroke. Sure. There's a lot to discuss. Yeah. And so the other thing, too, is a, an appointment. Always write your questions down before you see your doctor. Sure. I think that's something that'll help out. So just make a list. I'm not tolerating this drug well. I, I have these side effects. I'm either tired, I'm dizzy, I feel a little achy. Make sure you write those down so they can address them one by one because that'll yeah. help you to streamline the conversation right. too.
because so many times you'll go in and you come back and say, I forgot to ask him this or her this question. Exactly. Uh, and the other thing I think a lot of people aren't aware of is, uh, is, particularly if it's a medication problem, when you go to the pharmacist, ask the pharmacist questions. As you can see, I always think Chris could be a really good doctor. Just <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, You've got everything for it. There's no doubt about it. But no, the, the pharmacist has, you have a lot of information that can be helpful with yeah, it's with, just like we're talking about. With respect to the drugs, I mean, yeah, use your local pharmacist. They're they're going to help you to get what you need done. They can answer those questions quickly and easily and steer you in the right direction. They're going to they're point you in the right direction, guys. They're there for you. We're oftentimes an untapped resource. So feel free to use this. You know, go to your neighborhood pharmacy, strike up a conversation, develop a relationship, because those relationships are going to help you to live a better life so that you can be a better version of yourself. And you've been... How long have you been at the store you're at right now? Uh, 16 years. 16 years at the same store. And you probably know people just from work. I know one in. or two people. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, they say, hi, Chris. You, yeah. you know their yep. name. And, oh, yeah. And they have oh, questions. Yeah. I know their kids. What? I know their grandkids now. So, I mean, it's I've been doing it for about 26 years. So yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's nice. So, very good. I hope this makes you feel better about statins and a little more understanding with it. And uh, what we're going to do is... Uh, Go get something good to eat and get some exercise, huh, Chris? Sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> Have a good care. day, guys. Thank you.